Hi, this is producer Austin, also known as Big Sexy on the Ballback Podcast. I'm here giving you a quick rundown of episode 13 because we ran into a couple problems while filming. As you're listening to this podcast, you realize there's no video to accompany the audio this time around. We had a couple of recording issues, but the audio is just fine, crystal clear, Ballback sounds better than ever. You also find out that Kyle's actually not there for the recording. We had a couple time pushbacks and Kyle couldn't end up making it. So what we did is that we took his queen picture, put in the corner, put a couple candles around him and put a camera on it. And there's a couple times during the podcast where Ballback references Queen Kyle or he's seemingly talking to nobody. And that is most likely that picture of Kyle we had set up and we were cutting to with our camera. Even without video, we still want to publish this episode because there's something really cool that happens at the end. So please stay tuned. But for now, enjoy the episode. And here's Ballback. All right. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Bobak Podcast. I am Bobak Bader, and my co host, Kyle Scanlon, is no longer with us. Uh, he is no longer with us. My co host, my queen, uh, has passed away today. And uh, we have a memorial. For her, right over there, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we don't know if she'll be back. Good evening, this is Parcival Ecclestone with BBC News. We're sad to report this evening that this performance of the Ballback podcast will be postponed, seeing as Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has been found dead at her castle in Balmoral, Scotland. We are live outside of Balmoral Castle where there are many bystanders mourning the death of Her Majesty. Thousands of people have gathered. Um, let's talk to one of them now. Sir, what are your thoughts on the Queen's passing? Well, you know, it's sad, really. You know, Bird's been alive so long. Hate to see her go, you know. But now Charles gets to take the throne for a spin, you know. We'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't care, really. Thank excellent, sir. Thank you for sharing. Oh, my word, ladies and gentlemen. It appears Prince Harry is outside the castle walls, seemingly asking a royal guard to let him inside the grounds. Your, your Highness, my condolences on your grandmother's death. Do you have any words for BBC News? Hey, yo, brother. I mean, it's really sad that the, that the Queen is dead, and we cannot, we cannot do anything about that. Uh, it's, it's very, very hard, very, very tough. Uh, my wife's in London right now. She can't, she can't be here right now. She's wanting to go back to Disney World. It's just, a, it's just a travesty. I cannot be here anymore. I need to go to the pub. I need to go to the... Here, take this, sir. Prince Harry, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. My... What is this? Prince Harry... Ladies, it, for, for those at home, Prince Harry's just handed me a recording, an audio recording. We believe this, these are the last words of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Uh, we're going to play this recording for you now. Subscribe to the Bowback Podcast. <coughs> Simply moving, folks. There you have it. Her Majesty's final words. Subscribe to the Bowback Podcast. Ivan Parsifal Ecclestone. Thank you, good night, and God save Bobak. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm not really sure what to say, but uh, the queen is dead. Uh, the queen is dead. Kyle has quit the podcast, and we have two more cameras and three more light panels. I don't understand anything about podcast production <laughs> I, I, I i just know that every two days 
these three young gentlemen text me and say, hey, can we buy this? And I say yes because I'm drunk. And it sounds like a good idea. Uh, it's sad, but, you know, Prince Chucky is up. It is his chance to lead the legacy in tyranny and take over because the monarch is still alive. And that's what we need in 2022. We need monarchs of white people telling us what to do and how to act. And I'm glad Harry was able to make it back. Harry made it back <laughs> to say goodbye to his grandma, which is sad after he denounced being a prince and he was very upset, him and his wife had to take their, they had to take their 400 million and take their talents to California to raise their children. And I hope they're okay. I hope they were able to fly private still because that's very important if they weren't able to fly private. Um, and it's sad because she lived a very short life of 97 years and you hate to see it you hate to see it you hate to see it because you know uh it's not like princess diana was murdered and only lived till she was 40 41 42 years old and left two children behind meanwhile while her brother-in-law was out trying to shoot people with uh epstein anyway uh <laughs> welcome to the bobak podcast and we are here with my lovely producers, Austin, and this is by order of who I dislike the most. Oh, never mind. Uh, Austin, Austin, and then the other two guys that I like a lot, uh, Nick and Eamon are here. And um, We're here to support uh, you through this, doing good, this, this trying and time. The, the guys talked to me and they said, uh, since Kyle can't be here and he's no longer with us, they wanted me to uh, go strictly by their outline. <laughs> and this is the outline that they, the three of them, they said they are working for the last two hours to get together. Uh, hi, I'm Bobak. Hi, I'm an idiot. I keep buying more cameras and he has no idea that we resell them. I am gay for Kyle and I'm afraid to tell him. My humor equals butt, balls, and cock. That's life, baby. <laughs> Woo! How about a word from our sponsor, guys? Let's yeah. get it. Yeah. Let's get into the Keith Ball Collection. Is it Keith? Kith? How do you say it? Kith, yeah. Kith? As made famous by, of course, your friend, Jerry However Seinfeld. The kith, however the kids are saying it these days. However the kith, kith are saying it. So it's Kith. And... <laughs> the legend, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, people are upset. People are upset that Jerry got hip. The guy is an icon. He's 67 years old, had probably one of the greatest shows ever on television, and he looks great for his age. Probably because he's a billionaire, but either way, he looks great for his age. There's other billionaires that look terrible. I mean, we could put the governor of Illinois right next to Jerry and say, hey, how, how would he look at a Keith collection? Not good. Jerry's um, always kind of been hip. Yeah. Like, he's been pretty bit. All, yeah. yeah. All the kids are into Seinfeld again. They put it on Netflix. It's Oh, really? Like, yeah. Yeah, and he's into the kids, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, Nick, remember when, he, when he was 37 and dated a 17-year-old? And I'm sure he talked to their parents. <laughs> <laughs> he, okay? He's so generational. Listen, 
for a guy that's around that age, if you talk to the parents and they're going to allow it, you know, what do you think the queen did? <laughs> the queen who's no longer with us. You don't think she was, you know, a guy showed up in a horse and he was twice her age and he's like, let me take a run at her. And her dad, who was her dad from that movie? The guy who stuttered? Oh, Colin Firth? Yeah, Colin Firth. I think Colin Firth was her dad. <laughs> Colin Firth was like, you know, let me take a run at her, and, you know, that's what happens. So, yeah, Jerry wasn't born in the 1920s, but, hey, the show was taken off. The 17-year-old was, you know, very pretty, and uh, I think it was legal in that state with parental consent, and you guys need to stop the rumors about one of the greatest stroke writers that ever lived. Seinfeld has uh, a lot of comparisons right now, uh, ranging from Web3 startup founder, based on his outfit, to hip-hop mixtape DJ. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld Kith Collection looks like everyone who tried to sell me drugs in high school, tweeted Connor Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're a sponsor of the Ballback Podcast. And again, it might have been him. He was at high schools frequently. Jerry did get an early start to writing <laughs> jokes. He uh, he did start early. Models always get to wear stuff that makes them just, they, the lighting, everything. Why can't you guys make me look that good? Because these guys are able to wear whatever they want, and they still look good. I can put a couple things in our Amazon cart and buy yeah. them if you want. Oh, yeah, I bet you could. All you've been doing is putting stuff in <laughs> fucking carts. We need, like, five more lenses if we want to achieve this. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. I don't even know what lenses I'm buying like There's one it, coming tomorrow. Like, it's just like, hey, can we get this lens for $1,200? Everything's going to look better. I mean, <laughs> this is worse than Apple. Apple comes out with an iPhone every seven months and talks about a lens. You guys, every eight days, have a new <laughs> lens that we need to get. <laughs> I'm looking through the wrong lens is what I'm doing. If you go to New York or if you're in Los Angeles, you can dress like this, and it's normal. But I, I don't know. If you go to an Italian restaurant in Cincinnati and you dress like this, everyone's <laughs> looking at you. Even in Chicago, like, it's just, but people think you're the hip person in the know, that that's your style. But you, the, the fact that Jerry's just jumping into this, first of all, he probably got a huge shitload amount of money to do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, huge amount of money. And, uh, but the fact that he's just jumping into this, like, sure. Uh, and it worked because nobody will shut up about it. Mm-hmm. And now they're sponsoring us. That's and now Kith is sponsoring us, which it's good for them because they need us. And that's me <laughs> <laughs> in the photo shoot. And we need to get that on Facebook. Um, is that your new profile pic? Yeah, that is, uh, that's definitely going to be my new profile pic. You guys need to send me that. Look at his hands. Jerry Seinfeld has the same shade of hands as your skin. He does. He does. Actually, Jerry Seinfeld is my father. <laughs> I'm sorry for everything I said earlier. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, I my, mom, my mom wasn't 17, you, by the way. You really take after just, your old man. She had just turned 18. <laughs> <laughs> when she gave birth to you? Yes. Oh. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> Yay, that was our sponsor. Yay. Thanks to Kith. That was our sponsor. Thank you. Thank you, Kith. Thank we you, really Kith. appreciate it. We will be posting you. this on our Instagram story and our Facebook. Yes, please. Very good. And now it's on. Oh, oh! Uh, wait one second. I'm sorry, he's doing a lot without Kyle here. I know it's so much. Is it time for? It's time for the news with Bobak. Here's your host. 
ball back. Sorry, just <laughs> thinking about. No, you, you take all the time you need, man. I'm just thinking about how tough it would be when you lose someone who's left you only three billion behind and had a short life of 98 years, um, and worked for one of the led one of the greatest monarch tyrannies. That's uh, still around today. <sighs> and raised beautiful, beautiful sons to do amazing things. To be honest, Jerry has a lot in common with one of the princes. Charles' brother. They both have the same taste. <laughs> in Kith. In Kith. <laughs> Right, let, let, let's lighten the mood a little. Let's, let's forget about Kyle for a minute. And let's, let's bring it to our first news story here. Okay, TMZ is reporting here that a Vegas magic show has been derailed after someone stole one of the ma- magician's capes and then masturbate with it backstage. <laughs> first of all, this is how you party. I mean, this is how you party. The man goes to a magic show, steals the magician's costume because the magician... It's probably an asshole. Doesn't tell you how you do the tricks. Was there video? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. This is live footage from Ballback's apartment. Okay, so he goes to the magic show. He steals the magician's cape, and then he sits on a couch and slaps his slinky? <laughs> yeah, in the green room. In his green room. Yeah, this is amazing. Not to mention, this is at the Laugh Factory Vegas. No way. Yeah. Wait a minute. Like, this, no. this magic show is taking place at the Laugh Factory? Yeah. Laugh oh Factory in Vegas. Oh, my God. Inside the Tropicana. Beta, you were born there. <laughs> I know. That, you sat on this green, this, this green room. I have in that green room. Oh, did you see him? He, like, oh, he, he blew out a vape cloud, too. What kind yeah. of security do they have down. there? Oh, my God. You tell us. <laughs> Not a lot. There's one maitre d'. Wow, I can't believe they showed the video. And was caught on camera stealing magician's costume in the dressing room. For his next trick, he decided... <laughs> you gotta love this journalism. For his next trick, he decided to pleasure himself backstage while no one was around according to the cops. The man appears to walk right into the dressing room of the Laugh Factory Vegas inside the Tropicana. Uh, wh- wow. So this is the... Uh, he swiped a pair of pants, a t-shirt, and a hat from the show's headline act, Murray the Magician. And this is him. <laughs> so someone watched this magician and went... I need this guy's clothes. <laughs> I, I, I just wonder if he returned it, like, after he was done with everything, and he just left it right back on the couch. Do you and know who this guy is? No, I don't. He's presumably a worker there. I just wasn't sure if you knew. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know anyone there right now. After leaving the same version of Silver's costume returned, Alone, sat on the dressing room couch and appeared to masturbate under his clothes. So this is, it's a few days later. So this guy stole the magician's clothes and left. And then, oh my God, and he comes back for more. He came back with the clothes and then masturbated in the room alone. (laughs) It sounds like, it sounds like Murray has a magic cape. (laughs) And it gets this guy really excited, so he just keeps coming back for more. So whatever Murray's doing... But 
Wait, dude. This so- is what's wrong. The alleged masturbator is still on the... Lo- we can't even catch a guy who jerks off in a cape and it's on camera. Like, every criminal in America right now just gets let loose. God, this is so fucking funny. So, my favorite thing when you type in Laugh Factory Vegas on Google News right now, the first thing that comes up is, man allegedly masturbates at Vegas magic show, steals magician's costume. And the next thing is, comedian Jamie Kennedy performing at Laugh Factory. (laughs) 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 It just makes it seem like it was him. I love it. It might have been. I'm going to ask him. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like a mugshot of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jamie needs, he's got great headshots, but he... That's not one of them. Jesus was the first person to play cricket. <laughs> Historians in the UK have claimed. I mean, did he play cricket, though? I, I know he walked on water. I know he cured leprosy. But, like, did he play cricket is what I want to know. And I I, I basically, I, I defer to my Jesus Christ Christianity correspondent, Amen. Uh, Jesus did not invent cricket. That. Uh, I, d- he didn't invent it. He was he the was first play tester. Oh, oh, the play tester. So sorry, sorry. <laughs> John John the Baptist him. invented cricket. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah. was the first person to play it. That's. I mean, this is the something the British love to do is they love to take shit from uh, from the Middle East and from other parts of Europe and say that's ours. And and it's like they've done it with Jesus. It seems. Did you ever see Passion of the Christ? Uh, no, a, I didn't. There's a part, and this reminds me of the part in that movie where, uh, where he picks up a basketball and shoots yeah, a and, 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 and he, he dunks on the Virgin Mary. Is that Passion no. of the Christ or he got game? <laughs> Here comes the boom. Yeah. In in Passion of the Christ, there's like there's a there's like a flashback scene where Jesus is like building a table, and it just shows like Jesus like it. The movie implies that like Jesus invented the bar stool. It's, it's swear to God, because he's like, like Mary walks out and he's like, bu- Jesus is just like building a high chair, and Mary's like, "What's this?" He's like, "I don't know. Some guy wanted it. It's gonna be all the rage someday." There's no, I mean, <laughs> what? No, I'm I'm not kidding. He doesn't say it's gonna to be, be all the rage. I thought the Irish invented the bar stool. I'm all the rage back in Jerusalem. I thought the Irish invented the bar stool. And first of all, I agree with you. The UK has has claimed what. Like, there wasn't even a UK when Jesus was around. It was no. just, we were just all the Middle East. And that's why I'm upset, because I'm Middle Eastern, and I'm basically Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're the Jesus of podcasting. Yeah. For sure. Well, I like that it says three historians who run a podcast were discussing the origins of the game. What authority do these guys have? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, by putting that, it just crushes the validity. They run a podcast. I mean, it just crushes it. This is crazy. The information was uncovered in a previously unseen gospel. Now there's another book? Yeah. I mean, this is, in a nutshell, Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Great, Spider-Man. <laughs> Fucking Spider-Man is deciding when Jesus played cricket. This is not an art. This is not journalism. This is exactly what is wrong with the internet and the world right now. We have podcasters. We have people claiming that they're comic book heroes and describing what happened thousands of years ago in religious... We're fucked. Uh, According to Holland, as a result of the information found in a previously unseen gospel, Jesus might have been the first person to wield a bat in a game. (laughs) What's next? Field of Dreams was Jesus. (laughs) I mean, Kevin Costner is going to say that he actually had a talk with Jesus. This is fictitious stuff. We don't even know what's real and what's not real anymore. 
And in the gospel, Jesus described as playing something faintly similar to cricket. People throwing balls, and he's hit. Let me tell you what it is. It's people getting stoned, okay? It has nothing to do with the happy game of cricket. Are the nails part of it, too? When he was nailed to the cross, was that hide-and-seek? Did Jesus invent hide-and-seek? And the catch is Jesus when he chases the ball, and he can run into the sea. That did not happen. He does not catch the ball and run into the sea. This has discredited the entire UK. He would take the boys to the seashore, and carrying the playing ball and the club, he would go over the waves of the sea as though he was playing on a frozen surface, hitting the playing ball. So it, the, the whole point of the Jesus walks on water like story in the Bible is that it's a miraculous thing that he like did for the first time to save this person. And now they're saying that when he was a kid, he would just walk out onto the lake so he could play start, cricket with his friends. Start whacking them. Yeah, now Jesus just becomes that kid that you want to pick on your team. Yeah. yeah. Like because they know he can walk on water, he can play cricket. He can. This is. If you're playing with Jesus and you like, apparently you're playing by the shore. If you crank one out in the ocean, you're like, oh, that's a home run. And all of a sudden, Jesus walks out there and picks it up. I mean, that's bullshit. No one else can do that. I mean, yeah, but what Jesus do you? What Jesus do you want though? Do you want the do you want the first Jesus or the Jesus who who was risen? Or the cool one? Cool Jesus. Yeah. Do I want baby Jesus, teenage Jesus, adult Jesus, dead Jesus, or after Jesus? I want Jesus who. Takes the boys to the seashore. And <laughs> plays which cricket. which Mary do you want? Are we drafting a baseball league now? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> drafting <laughs> religious <laughs> well, right, we're fantasy Bible can, league guys. Yeah, well, I want pick? Joseph. Fantasy He's got Bible a lot of rage. You want? We got to be careful calling it fantasy Bible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's the that's the Protestant one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Eamon's got a lot to say. Yeah, Eamon was so happy you called him his Christian correspondent or whatever. He is my Christian correspondent, and he knows that the hey, Irish hey, invented the bar stool and not Jesus. That's true. Hey, breaking news. Well, now it says Queen Elizabeth has died, but when I scroll over here, it says, breaking news, Charles is now king. That's king so, Chucky. That's so ominous, the way it says that. <laughs> I mean, Charles is... This guy has been waiting to be the king for years upon years, his son left the country, didn't want anything to do with it, and now Charles is... I, I hope Charles has still got it. I mean, that swag is probably gone. In the matter of two years, his dad died, now his mom died, and he's left holding the fucking bag. He's left holding the bag in his mid-70s, nearing 80, and he's the king. He had to go through so much, so much money <laughs> to get to where he is. So much privilege, so much money. I hope, I hope Charles is okay. I, I hope he is a successful king in this monarch. This article is posted by the Australian Broadcasting Corpora Corporation, and I like the, the fact that it just says Charles is now king is funny to me being posted from an Australian page. Well, Australia is part of the Commonwealth. Yeah. So Charles is their king. Right. Really? Yeah. So like, so all a bunch of countries that declared independence from the UK are part of the Commonwealth. So they're independent countries, but the British monarchy is still their monarch too. Isn't it like the Virgin Islands too? Yeah. Like some, some of those countries? Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico. So the British... Puerto, can, Canada's part of the Commonwealth. Queen Elizabeth was, was the queen of Canada too. So Charles is the king of a lot of people yeah. actually. Yeah. Let's go through the countries that Charles is the king of. 
Like, how many do we have? Charles is also, like, wildly unpopular, too, in the UK. They do not like him. They're not excited about him. No, who would be excited about him? He's their fucking Joe Biden now. Dude, look at him. He's on the deathbed, dude. Dude, well, no, he's not. (laughs) Compared to Joe, he's he's, uh, a CrossFitter. But (laughs) 56 independent countries, 32 of the world's 42 small states or Commonwealth members, 2.5 billion citizens live in Commonwealth countries. Wow. Do they all give like a dollar a month to Charles? <laughs> because that's a fucking huge multi-level Damn marketing man. scheme. Look at this. I mean, you think they say that the kingdom is just the monarch and there's just a little palace and that's it. But this is the real shit right here. Charles is the, like the greatest living dictator of all time. Because look at what he controls. <laughs> South Africa. All these countries, the whole world. Charles is the king of the world. If I'm Charles behind closed doors, I'm ripping shots of bourbon saying, we did it, we did it. Jamaica, Canada, Barbuda, Barbados. Indirectly, he's the king of over 100 countries. Even the United Kingdom. (laughs) Crazy. Fiji? Fiji. Tony Robbins is going to be pissed. (laughs) He's basically, he's the king of everywhere you want to go on vacation. Yeah. 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 I've been wanting to go to... Tanguya. (laughs) (laughs) Rising U.S. chess star Hans Niemann offers to play naked to prove he's not a cheat. What does that mean, dude? (laughs) Of course that guy offers to play naked. Like, are you shoving the knight up your ass so nobody sees it? This looks like Billy Joel's son. Is it? He looks just like Billy Joel when he had hair. Anybody? No? No, I see it. All right, I'll unplug my mic. That's all right. <laughs> kind of weird. What I, what I got from this story is that this guy apparently is said to be so fucking good that people think he's cheating at chess. So he's like, he was like, it was off a whim. He's like, I'll just play naked then. Like he'll like if you think I'm cheating, I'll play naked to show I don't have any wires, I don't have any help at all. But how do you cheat? You, you how do you cheat in that setting in chess? <laughs> I don't. When I'm all sure those eyes way. are on you. I mean, what would be the way to cheat outside of someone like the chess master himself, like behind closed doors, like one of those Russian power prodigies who's now 80 in your ear telling you what to do? Exactly. So getting naked does nothing but maybe distracts your other opponent. So he is a cheat because his (laughs) suggestion was I'll get naked. And nobody wants to see that guy naked because it's just not a 19-year-old boy naked, but they're not checking, you know, inside his ear or... You know, maybe he's got one of those lenses, or maybe Elon put one of those Neuralink things in his brain. So he's a cheating. He's a liar. <laughs> he you want like- me to strip fully naked? I'll do it. I don't care because I know what I am, and I'm a winner. I'm clean, and I'm willing to subject myself to whatever you want, Neiman said. You're clean. Like what? They're going to test him for steroids? There are no performance-enhancing drugs in chess, you fucking dummy. That's why you play chess. I'm clean. Test me. What are we going to test you for? The Adderall prescription that you have? (laughs) I fucking hate chess. I hate chess players. And what are they talking about? You're just going like this to a board. Okay, you're smart. You have no social skills. And what are you going to end up doing after you win all these awards? Nothing. You're going to be relegated to... Probably having a huge, beautiful condo across the way from Charles's place. 
and he's going to be looking at you with a telescope, and his brother is going to be slapping his slinky looking for everybody who Jerry used to talk to. Go back up to that picture. He's getting shaken down coming to this interview. I don't, I don't like, like, what are you, are there pawns in his pocket? <laughs> like, what, what are you looking for that this guy has that you have to pat him down? I just don't, I don't understand when sports get so serious, and this is not a fucking sport. It's a brain sport, definitely difficult. But when this gets so serious, where they start patting down people, like what are we going to do next? Are we going to pat down the kids at the spelling bee, the 11-year-old kids, to make sure they're not cheating? They'll have a... Don't have extra words in their pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't have a dictionary like, in their first pocket. First of all, every, like, people are cheating, and it doesn't even matter. Because in five years, the rise of the machines, it's over. There's going to be humans that aren't humans, and they're going to be winning all these competitions because they have robot brains. I cheat on random games on chess.com. I was confronted. I confess. I confess, said Neiman, who said this happened when he was 12 and 16. What happened during that gap where you just thought, I'm going to stop cheating. I'm going through puberty, and I need to become a man. No more cheating for me. This is the single biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> and I'm completely ashamed. And I'm telling the world because I don't want misrepresentations or rumors. I have never cheated in an over-the-board game only overnight with my neighbor and my babysitter. I mean, the dude was 12, right? It said 12? Yeah. Like, yeah. On, on chess.com, I mean... When he said, this is the single biggest mistake of my life, is he talking about cheating or talking about being a professional no. chess player? <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was his parents talking about having him. Oh, there oh. You go. <laughs> he was the biggest mistake of their life. Yeah, he was the biggest mistake of their... And yet you're 12. It's chess.com. Turn the camera off and cheat. Like, what are you going to do? You're trying to win. Like, this is just... Is chess.com for money? Does anyone know? Like, what, what, No, I've it, never. I've what's never. the purpose of cheating, and how do you cheat? Like, you On chess.com, you can just, like, open up, like, like the chess game on your computer, on, like, like, on the Mac, and just, like, copy the moves your opponent's doing into another game and then have the computer play against you so that mm. you can use the computer's moves into how your game. How the fuck do you know this? Play a little chess. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> he knows the exact steps to cheat. We know who planted this article. Yeah. <laughs> he he says, like, oh, shit. I'm not going to let chess.com simply slander my reputation. <laughs> they know I'm not a cheater and that I give everything to my family. Okay, this is... I work so hard. This is a targeted And chess attack. is my entire life. <laughs> I mean, that's your first problem, dude. If I don't have chess, what do I have? Chinese checkers? It's not the same. <laughs> like, what? I, I'm just going to... I don't want to sit at home and play solitary alone. I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, so, according to Reuters, dolphin attacks in captivity are up 124% in the last six months causing a major uproar in the animal rights community. Multiple videos of dolphin attacks at amusement parks, zoos, have sufficed online, which have sparked many ethical debates on why are we holding these dolphins hostage? Uh, should we be capturing them and force performances in the aquatic life in the United States? Many activists are calling for the removal and reintroduction of captain dolphins across the country. Uh, we're going to play a video provided by our guest today um, before we bring our guest on. 
you will only see on Local 10, a dolphin going on the attack at Miami's Aquarium, and it was all caught on camera. Let's get right to Local 10's Louis Aguirre in the newsroom with the exclusive. Louis. Nicole, it happened during the Flipper Show in front of an audience of families with young children. One of the dolphins named Sundance suddenly going rogue, breaking from his performance, and getting violent with a trainer. An emergency at the Miami Seaquarium Saturday when a dolphin turned aggressive on one of the trainers in the water. The one trainer that was furthest away in the video um, either kept getting hit by the dolphin or, or pulled down by the dolphin. Kentucky-based photographer Shannon Carpenter was there with his family and saw the frightening moment go down. He shot the video and shared it on TikTok. The, the kids were cheering and thinking this was neat. You could tell the adults knew something was wrong. The audience breathing a sigh of relief when the trainer is finally able to swim to the dock, around. visibly shaken, but alive. There was three trainers. Like the, the one, the second or one, two. kneeled down beside the girl who appeared injured and was checking on her, making sure she was okay. Could tell that she was in some type of pain. The trainer was taken away by ambulance to an area hospital. But this is just the latest in a string of incidents currently under the microscope by USDA investigators. Though this aquarium has recently been sold and is now operated by new owners, the Mexican-based Dolphin Company, many of the same trainers, vets, and staff are still employed there. Last June, the USDA releasing a scathing 17-page report citing numerous serious animal welfare violations at the Miami Seaquarium, including feeding rotten fish to the animals, dolphins dying, and a crumbling tank where Lolita or Tokate, the orca, has lived for 52 years. The animal welfare group PETA responding in a statement, quote, Time is up at Miami Seaquarium, where long-suffering dolphins desperately need protection and workers are at risk. PETA urges this abusement park to end its exploitation of dolphins by getting them into sanctuaries as quickly as possible where they'd never be used in tawdry shows again and no one else will get hurt. Carpenter and his family, it's an experience they won't soon forget. So we were just hoping that, uh, that she was going to be okay. Today on the show, we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Adam Shepard, who's an aquatic animal performance specialist. And he is our consultant today on the issue, and he's worked with dolphins for several years and is our expert. Uh, hi, Bobak. Thanks for having me on. Adam, thank you for joining the show. I really appreciate it. This is, this is troubling. I, I uh, you know, from, from afar as an adult, I, uh, to be fair, PETA, to me, I only think about, uh, when I think of PETA, I think about uh, maybe having a sandwich. Um, I don't think about the animals and everything else. But after watching this video and seeing what's happening to dolphins across the country, uh, is, this a, is this a prevalent issue that you've seen? Yeah, it's, it's been pretty prevalent um, in many of the facilities we've seen across the United States. I mean, like the video kind of explained, there's a severe lack of funding for these facilities and that rescue and train these dolphins. And I think these attacks are, you know, they're indirectly caused by the amusement parks and zooms and zoos that are minimizing the training and exercise that dolphins really need to keep them docile in these controlled environments. And uh, if the dolphins aren't trained, you know, massaged and fed well, then they can become hostile and lash out on unsuspecting victims. And Adam, how, how long have you been working with dolphins for? Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. 
Well, I've been working uh, with dolphins at a number of facilities for about 10 years now. Um, I got my uh, degree from the University of San Diego, a doctorate in veterinary medicine. Uh, you know, some of my main clients are like the Shedd Aquarium and SeaWorld, National Aquarium in Baltimore, the Monterey Bay Aquarium in California. Um, and these are all, you know, really prestigious, very, very well, you know, uh, the, the, They've, they've done a lot over the years to make sure that the animals are getting everything that they need, especially with all the controversy surrounding SeaWorld and things like that. We've really seen a turnaround in the last 10 years with the way that we you know, train and facilitate uh, animals that you know, are used for performances. So, Adam, are, are you a veterinarian then? Yeah, I have my MD in veterinary medicine, yeah. Oh, wow. And, and where did you go to school? At San Diego University. Okay. And your specialty, though, instead of practicing as a vet, having your own practice, your specialty is dolphins? Yeah, well, you know, when I was a kid, I I was infatuated with sea life. You know, growing up uh, in the San Diego area, you know, I had a lot of experience seeing the wildlife. You know, my father, he was a a dock worker uh, in San Diego. So I spent, you know, a lot of time out on the water, and that led me, you know, to want to pursue a career in veterinary medicine because I see, you know, kind of how the, the animals are being treated and, and, and you can see like the, with issues with pollution, things like that. We see a lot of sick dolphins. I've seen lots of, you know, I've seen lots of dead dolphins in my lifetime and that's, it, it really saddened me to my core, you know, as a child. So it just pushed me to go pursue a career in this, you know? So are, are dolphins, in danger at sea and they're in danger in these facilities as well oh absolutely i mean at sea just because of the pollution i mean we get we get people that um we rescue a lot of dolphins a lot of the the places that i work with you know most of the dolphins that are in training and in performance are actually being rescued and rehabilitated before they're even you know used for you know the entertainment purposes that that, that you would see at a zoo or, or an aquarium or, or whatever. So, you know, lots of plastic that they're ingesting and we have, to, we do surgeries and there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into the rehabilitation of aquatic sea life and not just dolphins. I mean, whales and, you know, other types of exotic fish and, you know, things like that, you know. So when you, when you rescue a dolphin, Walk me through that process. What is it? What is it like? You're out at sea with your colleagues, and you see that a dolphin is sick, and then you bring the dolphin to where? Is there a center in San Diego for dolphin well, rescue? So we usually just get a call um, from someone that has, uh, you know, seen a dolphin, or they've taken one and they've they've kind of, you know, uh, brought it into wherever they are, and we we will come and and, and get the dolphin from them. You know, they'll, they'll see one that's passed out or, you know, something in the water. I don't necessarily go out and get the dolphins, per se, but um, I do work one-on-one with them. When I think of a dolphin, just from being a kid and stuff and, you know, all the fictitious stuff you see in movies, I think of the dolphin is the, 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 per, the one animal at sea that's the man's best friend, the dolphin that saves the kid who's drowning, the dolphin that saves the saves the people from the sharks, the dolphin that is the most playful thing, uh, and the smartest one at sea. It, the dolphin is like the golden retriever. 
So when I th- when I see dolphins attacking humans, uh, I'm kind of in shock. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but like I said before, the the thing the, the reason that these dolphins are attacking is because they're not properly housed and they're they're stuck in these facilities, these small tanks that are not clean. They don't get good food. They're 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 not worked in the in, in the capacity that they need to, to be healthy, you know, that dolphins, dolphins are very, very strong animals. You know, people don't realize like the, the physicality of a dolphin and that you have to be training them if they're going to be held in these facilities constantly, because they have, uh, they have strength that, you know, I don't even think people really understand. And when you, you know, aren't training them and they aren't able to use their physicality like they would normally in a, uh, in a wildlife, you know, setting, then they, they become anxious. They, 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 they get angry, honestly. I mean, they, they have their own kind of personalities. Like you said, they're just like a golden retriever or a man's best friend. I even, I think of dolphins more of like the human beings of the sea. I mean, they have their own they, they have their own phonetic language that they use to speak to each other. It's, it's really fascinating, like, how similar dolphins are to people, but they just live in the water, you know. So dolphins are, they're similar to people in the sense, do, do, do dolphins have, uh, uh, do they get married? They, dolphins, <laughs> dolphins do, um, I, I don't know if we would, necessarily be able to observe that but um they do have partners and we do uh see that they like to be around you know members of the opposite sex even members that are of the same sex as well that's something that dolphins you know participate in so there's gay uh, dolphins they're, they're they're you could say they're they're gay dolphins yes and do they have would you say that their rights are an issue I, I would say, you know, the, the rights of any aquatic animal are an issue because we affect their lives in such a great way with our, you know, output of, uh, of our waste that it's affecting them. It, they can't find food. The, you know, they're not able to uh, swim in clean waters. You know, they're, they... There's, there's a lot of hunting of dolphins by, uh, you know, offshore companies, private companies that are looking to sell. And it's, it's, it's a really big issue. And there, there's not a lot of media attention for this. So uh, what's a day like, Adam, of training a dolphin? Walk me through the day. Walk me through a dolphin's daily needs. Uh, I know it's different from when you're at an aquatic center versus them as wild animals. But uh, walk me through that. Right. Are you asking like what I do or, or yeah? What well, like what's a day like for? Uh, I, sure, I, I mean, sure. you've you've trained dolphins. You're a vet mm-hmm. by trade. So, what's a day like training a dolphin? Uh, well, so dolphins are they're just very rambunctious creatures, and and they get distracted very easily. You know, they're they're they have this physicality that allows them to you know, swim at incredible speeds and and do incredible feats, and we try to utilize that for our performances. And they, and they love doing that. You know, we shouldn't think that they don't enjoy doing the performances. I mean, we, and we reward them very well for it and they enjoy it. It's, it's the thing about them, you know, not having great conditions to live in that, that makes them so violent. 
But um, it's inc- but when we're training them, you know, it's incredibly important for us to get them focused while they're training. Uh, so we like to eliminate any distraction possible for them to focus on their training. You know. So. Uh, what are, what's a dolphin's needs? Like how much do you need to feed it per day? Do you need to massage it? What, what do you need to do right. for the dolphin? Yeah. yeah, they're super, they're super energetic. And, uh, when they're held at the facility and they're not able to use their physique to survive, we have to, we train them and we have to keep them healthy, you know, and we have to, we have to satisfy literally any need they have that's necessary for them to perform to their, to the best of their ability. And, you know, they, they're, they're fed a really healthy diet, high in protein with fish, squid, jellyfish, octopus. You know, sometimes I'm looking out in the buckets and I'm, I'm jealous at the amazing seafood that they get to eat for free. You know, and I have to go spend $100 at a fancy place in, in San Diego to uh Yeah, to, so to especially that San Diego Whole Foods in Del Mar. It's a ripoff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but... Uh, there are also other needs that dolphins have that keep them focused while trainings, including various like stimulations of, uh, at various parts of our training sessions, you know? So uh, when you say various stimulations, what, what, what type of, th- what type of uh, things you need to do during the training session? Well, so, you know, they use their muscles a lot. So we have a special massa- massage therapist that comes in uh, to help with the dolphins with their focus while they train. And they, they get about 20 minutes of massaging in between each training session and before each performance. And the dolphins, they, they respond very well uh, when we target, you know, specific zones of them, including, you know, their muscles and fins and their erogenous zones as well, you know. Do, do dolphins have penises? Uh, yeah, we only work with male dolphins. Oh, so why not? Why don't you work with female dolphins? We, we can't have... Uh, you know, like I was saying, we can't have the members of the opposite sex while we're training them because they get so distracted. So that's why when we have our massage uh, sessions, we try to target the areas that will, you know, keep them docile and allow them to focus better, you know, yeah. uh, during our training. That's why I, I lift weights in an all guys gym. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Uh, when they massage, when they massage the dolphin, do they massage the dolphin uh, to climax? Um, y- yeah, we we will um, we will relieve the we, we we notice when the dolphins are, are becoming distracted and 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 they are having urges uh, during their trainings, especially with some of our you know female. Uh, uh, massage therapists that come in so we that's part of the process um it's it's pretty standard it's something that we do often um once before every show you know between our training sessions with each one of them they will uh target their erogenous zones so a dolphin can tell if it's a female massage therapist or a male massage therapist uh yeah mm-hmm, definitely and so a, a dolphin, which, you know, is still an animal, is able to, is attracted to a female human more than a male human. Well, 
I know that they can tell the difference between the two. I mean, obviously we have our massage or our male massage therapists perform these tasks as well. And they, they seem not to care as much, but they definitely do. Uh, some, some specific dolphins are more interested in female massage therapists than male. And uh, we, we try to pair them off and schedule in the people who work best with each specific sure. dolphin so, that we have. So right? some, some dolphins are less gay than others. Yes. Um, well, I mean, I would say some dolphins uh, aren't, you know, and some are. And we, we try to, you know, uh, try to suit them the best that, they, that we can, you know. Well, you know, one would argue, for example, I, I went to, uh, I stayed at a place in Cancun, it was like five or six years ago, called the Hyatt Ziva, and they had two dolphins there, and truly what was probably smaller than an Olympic-sized pool, and you were able to swim with the dolphins, was one of the all-inclusive amenities, and every day I'd walk by there, it, it was actually kind of sad, I felt bad for the dolphins, because it seemed like such a small enclosed place. And you've been talking about how you want to raise awareness and we should raise awareness for these facilities that are, you know, not really rescuing the dolphins from the wild, but in a sense, abusing them for profit. But wouldn't we be better off just not having any of these facilities, like the ones in San Diego, the ones in Florida? Like, shouldn't we just allow the wild animals to be what they are and live in the wild? And of course maybe have only rescue facilities, but we've relegated these dolphins to, you know, hundreds of families watching them jump up and down with these trainers. And it's like a, it's, it's a horse show. Uh, so should we do something well, yeah, else for them? Well, you know, I've heard this argument, you know, many times and honestly think it's bullshit because the, the, the dolphins that we are training with are ones that we've saved. They're ones that would not necessarily, would, would not have a life outside of uh of the facilities that we house them in they would be dead they'd be eaten they they would be left to waste away so whenever somebody brings up that point I, i'm kind of like are, are you kidding me you know now this isn't the case with all of these other facilities that you see these people getting attacked at but um like some of these higher places like you're talking about but um yeah, I, I just I just don't understand uh, the criticism there uh, with the facilities that I work at. So not all guns are bad. We just need better gun laws. I I, I don't know if it's the same, but um, maybe. Well, what we're saying is these these facilities a lot. The good ones have saved the dolphins. The bad ones are abusing the dolphins and we should have better regulation for these facilities. Well, I think that, you know, in, in the free market, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but you know, I have certain standards and ethics that I follow, um, which align very well with the, uh, the ideology that PETA puts out there. But, um, I, I just, I don't understand why, uh, people are so angry about this you know but what, isn't PETA angry about it isn't PETA don't they run on a platform where they want to get rid of these facilities and they want they want a free willy I, I mean that it they sure they don't want these facilities to exist that's their prerogative 
But I personally agree with a lot of the things that they say about the treatment of the animals. But I am, I think that since we are doing these dolphins a service, that it's, and we also reintroduce the dolphins later. You know, we allow them to go back. We rotate them out after, you know, a five-year period. And do, do, oh, and don't you guys, because I think I saw this on a couple of documentaries, don't you have uh, something that is able to track the dolphin to see how they live in the wild on their own? Yeah, we, we implant them with a chip, um, and we're able to see their locations and track their movements and, and their, uh, uh, their movements across the ocean. Uh, it's, and we use that data to... Uh, I mean, we use it in a lot of ways. It's it's kind of hard to explain, but but yeah. Mm-hmm. Can, can wild dolphins save people? Like, if I was drowning in the ocean, there are a bunch of dolphins around me. Is it like the movies? Can dolphins save me? Uh, from what I have seen, that 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 hasn't been the case normally because they over time they've seen dol- they've seen human beings as a threat because of the, you know, atrocious acts that are committed against them. Ah, they, they, I mean, see, they yeah. Yeah. So, so you, you know, I had a friend who worked at PETA, and he said that this massage therapy and things, and he was a very um, <clears throat> closed-minded individual. He's no longer volunteering at PETA. But he said that this might just be an excuse for massage therapists to continue to keep jacking off dolphins. I, I I don't understand what you mean. Well, because he was saying that the that the people who massage the dolphins, he 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 said that this is just an excuse. Some of these trainers are wrong, and they just want it's just an excuse for them to to keep touching dolphins. No, no, your your friend would be wrong. Um, this is a practice that's been going that goes way back to the nineteen sixties. Uh, I mean, it's not, there's no, I I don't believe that any of our therapists have any sort of sexual gratification um, while doing this. I mean, and and if they did, you know, that might be an issue, but at the end of the day, it's for the dolphins, you know. I I agree, and Deshaun Watson's therapist would probably agree to the same thing. I don't know who that is, so. Um, so if, if we want to make a difference, if we want dolphins to be treated better, if there's what to our listeners and people out there, what can we do, Adam? Because you've dedicated your life. You're a veterinarian. Um, you grew up on the docks. You're from San Diego. And if anyone knows about this life, it's you. What can we do to raise awareness, to have a healthier environment and to participate uh, you know, us just living in the Midwest and people around, what's, is there a charity that we can go to? Is there something that we can do to make things better for the life of dolphins and the life of sea life? Well, I feel like I've explained, you know, kind of how, what we do and what we think is right in these practices. And, you know, I, I think if, if people were listening to the interview, they, they would understand, you know, what the right thing is, you know, buy tickets to SeaWorld. You know, support uh, the large corporations who are doing the right thing. So what are some of the large corporations doing the right thing? Just for context, I'm sorry, because we don't know, and we want our people out there who are listening to know. 
Well, like the main clients I work with, the Shed, SeaWorld, National Aquarium, Monterey Bay uh, Aquarium. So SeaWorld and the Shed Aquarium, Monterey Bay, and su- su- support those people because those are the, the tier one places that treat animals right. Yes, absolutely. Great. Uh, Adam, I really appreciate your time. This has been uh, an amazing conversation, and you've enlightened us all. Thank you so much. All righty. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it. All right. He's off the line. <laughs> Dude, first of all, <laughs> are we still rolling? Yes. Okay. Well, you might want to delete this part. <laughs> this guy is not a veterinarian. First, he was a PhD. Then he was an MD. I have never heard of a fucking veterinarian that's an MD. <laughs> and every time I'd ask him for a detailed question, you he don't have to one. be Sherlock Holmes to understand that we are interviewing on the Bobak Podcast some of the craziest individuals. We don't check any credentials because guess what? We don't give a fuck. And the saddest part is we may have better sense of journalism than most of the journalistic places out there. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the Chicago Sun-Times, CNN, Fox News, BBC, and guess what? The Queen is dead! I don't know how I'm supposed to get more guests if you... like. That dude was mad. Like I talked to him two days ago. Like same, he was. He did not sound like that. What'd you think, Nick, of my uh, of the way I was asking him questions? I think that you were doing a good job. I mean, he knows it's a comedy podcast, I right? I knew like, that going in, but at one, I got when I watched back, I got to see what the point was where he his tone shifted. And well, like, I was like, oh no. Well, and this is the thing that I like. Shed Aquarium and, and some places like that actually do, like, rehabilitation and stuff like that. But then he has to, like, include SeaWorld in that lineup, which is so famously bad for the animals. <laughs> I know. When he was talking to me about it, he was mentioning how SeaWorld, like, yeah, it gets a bad rap and it's had a couple stray marks, but it <laughs> he actually... seemed like a big-time <laughs> capitalist, <laughs> too. <laughs> like, right I, was, I wanted to ask if he was there January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> Were you the guy in the dolphin hat on January 6th, Adam? <laughs> We would like to know, were you the guy in the dolphin hat on January 6th? Adam, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 13 with my friends and now my new co-host, Eamon and Nick, and also our assistant assistant, production assistant, Austin. The queen, my queen, is no longer with us, Kyle Scanlon. Uh, We wish... Now, King Charles, the best of luck, and we hope he is much better than the other few King Charleses that preceded him. Thank you. Subscribe to the Bold Bike Podcast.